0: Message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed.
1: Father, I thank you because the entrance of your word brings light, it brings understanding to the simple. Let there be light, let there be light, let there be understanding in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare that your word will not fall to the ground. Your word will not fall to the ground. We are not forgetful hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word. I declare that everybody within the sound of my voice is a doer of the word. And therefore, we are blessed. Thank you, Lord, because you will help me as I preach this morning. And you help the people to listen and understand. I bind every spirit of distraction. And I silence every telephone. And command every telephone to be put away in the name of Jesus Christ so that the word of God will have a free course and be glorified. Thank you, Lord, because your kingdom comes upon us and your will is done. Thank you because you are helping everybody who came to church or went to church, meeting them at the point of their, ne- their need. To the glory of your name. Lord, I pray you heal the sick amongst us. Have mercy on us. Don't, la- Father, please don't allow cancers to grow in our bodies. In the name of Jesus Thank you, Lord, because you will do for us according to your word in Jesus' name. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1. Every commandment, every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember the Lord your God. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the, these, all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So whatever you are going through right now is a test to see if you would obey God or if you would disobey God, to see if you would go with God or go with the devil. That is what all the temptation is all about. That is why what all the trouble is all about. That is what all the unanswered prayer is all about, is to test you, to see if you will obey God or not. Verse 3. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and led you with manner which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Is that what your Bible says? Yes. Let's go to John. John chapter 2. John chapter 2, verse 1. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding, and when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to his servants, whatever he says to you now there were set there are six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece jesus said to them fill the water pots with water and fill and they filled them up to the brim and he said to them draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast and they took it when the master of the feast had tested the wine, that the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom, and said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. Then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Is that what your Bible said? Say amen then. So I started a a, a mini-series last week of these things will follow you. A mini-series of these things will follow you. And last week we looked at what do we need to do what do we need to do for these things to follow us is the question i'm trying to answer these 3 weeks what do we need to do so that these things follow us last week we said we must love god and love him with all our heart with all our soul and with all our might today the next most important key in getting whatever you are trusting god for is that whatever whatever he tells you to do do it whatever he tells you to do, do it. Amen? Obedience. Basically, it's what I'm talking about. Obedience. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Obedience is compliance with an order. It is compliance with an order, request, or law, or submission to another's authority. Submission to another's authority. It is compliance with an order, request or law, or submission to another's authority. Obedience is doing whatever he tells you, either through the written word, the logos, the Bible, through preaching of the word like I'm preaching now, or through the voice of the Holy Spirit in your heart. Now that is where the trouble comes the most, in what the Holy Spirit is saying to your heart. A lot of us, once we can see it in the Bible, we do it. Some of us don't even look at the Bible, so we don't know anything. And I pray that you are not one of the people who just comes to church. and It's what pastor says that I will do. I pray that you know something for yourself from the Bible. That you know the Bible for yourself. And there is no magic or mystery in the Bible. It's what it says. If it says do not steal, there is no explanation. More than that, it just means don't steal. Don't steal anybody's anything. The Bible says go to church. It just means go to church. If the Bible says do not be angry because an angry man is a foolish man, then don't be angry, isn't it? So it is what the written word says. It is obeying what the written word says. It is obeying what you hear from the, word, from the pulpit and what the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. And many times the Holy Spirit, let me give you a very simple key. How do I know is the Holy Spirit when it is good? Whenever it's a good thing, the Holy Spirit that drops in your heart is, the, is God. And when it's a bad thing, like keep malice. Don't greet her. Uh, ignore him. Don't talk to him today. That is not the Holy Spirit. That is the devil speaking to you. And the Bible says resist him. So you resist every bad thing and you do every good thing. Give him 5,000 naira. Satan will never tell you to give anybody anything. Rather, Satan will tell you collect, cheat, outsmart him. Satan will tell you, you do business with the other person, take the money and run away. Nigerians do that. Do you know that? They do business with somebody and they carry the money and go and buy a ticket and go and live in another country. And then they will be praying in tongues for God to bless them. Obedience is doing what is written in the word. It is listening and following instructions, especially by God, and doing what is required and expected of you. Doing what is expected and required of you. Listening to instructions. You have to listen to instructions. Now, I know we have spoken about who to vote for, how to vote and all. But some of you are going to do what you want. You are going to disobey. I know that sitting in this congregation, I'm not even talking about other congregations. I'm talking about this. Because you have a free will. And that's the beauty of God. He He will never force you. He will never force you to do anything. Wherever you are forced to do anything, then it's not the spirit of God. The Bible says where the spirit of God is there is what? There's liberty. But it is good to do right, to follow what God says, to follow his instructions. Amen? Amen? I want you to know that obedience is extremely important to God. Obedience is extremely important to God. In order for you to have God's word fulfilled in your life, in order for you to have the promises that have been made to you, in order for you to have those things you are desiring and praying for, you must obey God. You must obey God. God will never, he will never reward disobedience. God will never reward disobedience. He says, don't marry a non-believer. You marry a non-believer, that is disobedience. God will not reward it. Because there's already an instruction, an instruction, don't steal, and you steal. God will not reward it. A lot of us have prospered through stealing, through stealings, Stealing and, other, and things will be happening to you and you'll be wondering why. Because you disobeyed. God will punish disobedience. And I know there is a lot of grace being preached everywhere. Grace, grace, grace and all. But God is not a shoddy, he's not a shoddy God. What is another word for shoddy? He's not a, a, a diso- he's not a disorganized God. He's not a mediocre God. He's not a, a weak person. God is a clean God. He's a holy God. And so he will punish sin. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You can't say you love God and you disobey him. You cannot. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and my commandments are not burdensome. When parents tell children to do things, is it because they hate the children? It's for their good. And in the same way, God is saying, when you obey me, you are keeping my commandments, and I'm I'm not setting any command to burden you. When I tell you do not fornicate, it's because there are things in fornication that I don't want you to get the consequence. I don't want you to reap the harvest. So there, his commandments are not burdensome. And when you obey him, you show completely that you love him. So you show your love for God by completely obeying him. You cannot say you love God and continue to disobey him. No, 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 you can't. Just like you cannot say you love your husband or your wife and you disobey and disrespect them every day. No, you cannot disrespect your husband and say, I love him. You cannot be nasty to your wife and say, I love her. You cannot talk to your wife anyhow, command her around the house and all and say, but I love you. No, 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 no. When you love somebody, you obey them. You respect them. You honor them. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm talking about how to have these things follow you. What do you need to do for these things to follow you is to obey God. Obedience is a proof of love, respect, and honor. It is also a proof of fellowship with God. Obedience is a proof of love for God. When you obey God, means you honor him. It means you are in fellowship with him. When you disobey people, you break commun- communication. You break relationship. True. No, if you, if, if you are my friend and you disrespect me, you dishonor me, or not, I'll cut you off. Because I don't, I don't need the stress. And nobody needs the stress. Now I know in marriages, you cannot divorce. And so what the person will do, if you look, go to some marriages, either the wife has shut up or the man has shut up. There is no fellowship because there is disrespect and dishonor and disobedience. I will not do marriage seminar today. I will preach the obedience. As long as Adam and Eve walked in obedience to God, God fellowshiped with them and the garden was open to them. But once they disobeyed him, the fellowship was broken and they were sent out of the garden. That is how God operates. A child cannot continue to disobey the parent and the parent will be happy with the child. God, is the same with God. And you will still be my child, but I will cut off communication with you until you line up. This Christianity they are teaching you these days is contrary to the word of God. Because sin has consequences. God used to come to Adam and Eve every day, every evening, but once... They disobeyed him. He stopped coming. He, did, he came, and that was the end. The last time we saw God in the garden was the day they sinned. Because he passed judgment and then sent them out, and we never heard of him and them again. Are you hearing me? Are you learning anything? I want you to be obedient so that you can eat the good of the land. That's what the Bible says, isn't it? Two cannot walk together unless they are agreed. So, if you see two people walking together and laughing together, it's because they respect one another, they honor one another, and they obey one another. They obey one another. That is how you keep a good relationship. Respect, obedience, honor. You can only work with God when you love and respect him. So, when you obey God, it shows that you trust him. Obedience is... A, it's, 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 Is saying, I trust you. I trust you, I will obey you. I trust you, I will follow your instruction. I trust you, therefore, I will do what you say. Because I know you have my good at heart. Because you will not hurt me. I trust you, I will do what you say, even if I don't understand what you mean. Because I know you will never hurt me. That is what you say to God when you trust him and obey him. It shows submission. It It shows Submission. When you obey God, it shows you are submitted to him. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What is obedience? It is to rid yourself completely of self, of pride, and to completely relinquish yourself to God, trusting that he has your good at heart and he will take care of you. Somebody say amen. amen. It is accepting God's authority and lordship over you. Jesus humbled himself and gave up his position in heaven and came down to die in obedience of the Father's will to save the world. When God wanted to save the world, they asked in heaven, who will go for us? God was looking for an obedient person. Who will go for us? Who will go out there and die for for these people? Jesus said, I'll go. That's obedience. He relinquished his position. So every time you obey God, you give up your own will. You give up your own self. You give up your own desire and wish. And he came and and did what God wanted. And the Bible says because of that, God has highly exalted him. There is a great reward in obedience. There is a great reward in obedience. When you obey God, you will not lose. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a great reward. As a result of Jesus' obedience to fulfill all the prophecies about his coming to die on the cross, God has highly exalted him. This year I pray for you that you will not lose your reward in the name of Jesus. That you will not lose your reward in the name of Jesus. That as you obey God in coming to church and giving your tithes and being obedient to your your husband, your wife, in in doing all these things, that you will not lose your reward in the name of Jesus. May nothing steal your reward in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. One great example of obedience in the Bible is Abraham. Abraham obeyed God completely, promptly, cheerfully, in total trust in God. He completely trusted God. He believed in the love of God. See, you cannot obey somebody if you do not trust them. You will not trust them. If you don't trust them, you won't obey them. But Abraham took his life, his everything, his family, and just dumped them in the hands of God. Says, do, do with me as you want. Do with me as you want. That is complete trust. So let's go to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17, and I'm reading from verse 9. And God said to Abraham, As for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, throughout their generations. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of the foreskins." And it shall be a sign of covenant between me and you. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male in your generation, he who is born in your house or brought with his or bought with money from any foreigner who is in your descendant. Excuse me. I'll read verse twelve again. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male child in your generations, he who is born in your house or bought with money from any foreigner who is not your descendant, he shall, he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money must be circumcised and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. Let's read verse. Is that the one that I want us to read? No, I'll tell you the one we read together. Verse 14, And the uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Now, I know you say that is Old Testament, that God does, is not that harsh. True, but God does not change. What he required of them, he requires of us. He required total obedience then, he, required, he requires it now. So he said, if any of these people was not circumcised, he was to be cut off. Let's go to verse 22. Then God, if you see he, the He is capital H, then he finished talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. So Abraham took Ishmael his son, and all who were born in his house, and all who were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin. When? Everybody, when did he circumcise everybody? And God said to as God said to him, Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. Everybody was 26. That very same day, Abraham was circumcised and his son Ishmael. And all the men of his house, born in his house, or bought with money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. Chapter 22. Let's go to chapter 22. I love to read the Bible. It's a sure word of prophecy. Verse 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, "Here, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on the mountain of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose when? Early. He didn't wait for people to wake up to start asking him, where are you going? Early in the morning. Abraham woke up, early, rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and rose and went to the place of which God... Told him, I told him, then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we shall come back to you. We will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offerings and laid it on Isaac's head, laid it on Isaac's son and he took the fire in his hand and a knife and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father and said, my father. And he said, here, here I am my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself. God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told them. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out the hand His hand and took the knife to slay his son, but the angel of the Lord called him from heaven and said, "Abraham, Abraham!" So he said, "Here I am." Look at Abraham all the time. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Doesn't argue, and he said, "Do not lay your hand on your on the lad, or do anything to him. For now, I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me." Verse sixteen. Verse sixteen. And God said. By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing, I will bless you and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sun which is on the seashore and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Because you have obeyed my voice. I will bless you in blessing. I will multiply you in multiplying. So Abraham practiced delightful obedience. There was no hesitation, contemplation, or a second thought. No questions asked, even for clarification. You know, sometimes we, want to, to, we don't want to do something, we'll be asking questions. Father, do you mean the whole amount? Father, did you, do you really mean that I should forgive that? Did you, do you remember what she did? Are you going to remind God of anything? But Abraham did not even ask for clarification. No argument, no complaints, no murmurings. He obeyed immediately the same day. Abraham never pushed forward his agenda or desires when it came to obeying God. Rather, he suspended every of his schedules or events to, to obey God. When God told Abraham to leave his family to leave his family and go to a place he will show him. He didn't even tell him where Abraham obeyed. When God promised Abraham of the covenant that he was going to give him a child, he required of him to bring some certain things in chapter 15 of Genesis for a sacrifice. Abraham obeyed to the T. And then God told him one day, listen to Sarah, send Hagar and and Ishmael away. Abraham obeyed. Ishmael was the only son he had now no he had had, Abraham, he had, had um, Isaac then and Ishmael was mocking Isaac. Sarah said no I don't have it. And God said listen to her and he sent the, her away with the boy. He listened to God. Things that human beings don't do Abraham did. Things that normal people will not do Abraham did. He was a fanatic for God. Circumcise everybody today. Circumcised everybody. They didn't give him time. It just he just sacrifice. If it was some of us, it would have taken two years. You would have thought of the pain. Imagine a 100-year-old man circumcising. First of all, he's frail. The blood in his body is not much. He was expected to circumcise himself. Circumcise everybody. That day, not the next day, that very day. Abraham caught everybody, including himself. Can you imagine the pain by the next day? And I'm saying to you that if you're going to obey God, it's going to cost you something. Sometimes it's going to be painful. Sometimes you will obey God crying. But cry if you must cry. Obey him. Do whatever. If you must fast or do whatever, do. But at the end of the day, obey him. The thing about Abraham was Abraham did not contemplate. He did not pray about it. He did not fast. He did not seek the face of the Lord on what God had told him to do. Is that not what we do these days? Say, let me pray. Let me go and pray and fast. Like what? God has already given instruction. What are you fasting about? But that is what we do. Abraham did not do that. So when you sing Abraham's blessings are mine, and I'm the son, I'm a friend of God like Abraham, it's, it's deep. It's, very, it's a serious matter. It is obeying God whether, you're con- whether it's convenient or not. It is obeying God at your peril. It is obeying God when it hurts. It's obeying God when you have to give up the only thing that is important to you. And the master of them all, of the requirement, was that he should give up Isaac. Early in the morning, before dawn, he didn't talk to Sarah. He just decided, this is what God required of me. And Abraham was doing it clinically. It was not, there was no emotions. If this is what God wants, I will do. And see, to have the blessings of Abraham, we must do what Abraham did. Somebody say amen. amen. And there is great reward in doing it. This year, may you not miss God. May you not negotiate with God. May you not argue with God. May you not murmur. I pray that God will give you the grace. Receive the grace, actually, the strength to obey God like Abraham in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And for some of you, it will just going to start by giving your 10%. Abraham gave 10% when there was no law. What kind of man was he? When there was no law. He's the first person to give tithe in the Bible. To give 10% to Melchizedek. He just loved God. He was passionate. He was radical. He was just everything. He was all out for God. And I want to be like that. I want to be like that. I want to be obedient to God like Abraham was. Somebody say amen. amen. And say me too. Me too. Amen. obedience His was to- obedience was total. See, Abraham left God with no option than to bless him. Abraham literally loved God to a corner in in in, um, inverted commas. Abraham loved God to where God had to but bless him. Can you give God to a point where he has to bless you? Can you so love your wife until God said, you, you don't try. There are some men they will love a woman and eh? that that woman she should have, a woman she should literally take and throw under the bus and let and let the motor he will just keep loving and loving until that woman becomes like him i'm talking about a woman like me i was a bad woman i used to just gripe i would just complain nyah, nyah, nyah. every day my face would be like rock every day mm mm-hmm. good morning honey mm mm-hmm. that is if i answer self mm mm-hmm. I was so critical of my husband in my mind. You know, sometimes you don't even say it. But your spirit, everything the person does is wrong. And I'm talking to a woman right now, seated before me. Everything, he is short, he is this, is that. He doesn't do this, he does that. He everything, I, he doesn't even walk like, look at his teeth. Are, but you saw him before you married him. <laughs> my husband just kept loving me and loving me. Until one day I said, Sarah, what's wrong with you? By myself, I cast out my demon. I was the demon in the house. It was not Pastor Ina. And once that demon was cast, we lived happily ever until Pastor Ina died. I want you to so love God that you leave him no excuse but to heal you. You give him no chance until he answers you. That you do everything by the grace of God, the grace of God working in you, until God gives you that husband, gives you that child, gives you that job, that you dot your I's and cross your T's. And the ones you can't do, you hand over to him and surrender to him. Abraham did everything. Of course, he made a mistake here and there, but it was not intentional. Praise the Lord. I pray this year that you will so obey God that he will go above and beyond to bless you. Because God has blessed Abraham beyond his wildest imagination. Can you imagine Abraham sitting in heaven looking at every Muslim in the world claiming him? Looking at every Jew in the world claiming him? Looking at every Christian, every denomination claiming him as their father? Everywhere in the world, Abraham is our father. Why? Because of obedience. There is no end or telling to what God will bless you when you obey him. Amen. Hallelujah. Please join her and clap unto the Lord. There is God will do any and everything. So I want to submit to you this morning that Whatever you have whatever you have achieved God is wanting to do more. God will do more. God will exp- God will do more than you can ever imagine. God is waiting on you. There is a reward at the end of your obedience and the the limit of to that re- reward is on cannot be seen or said. And that's why the Bible says that eyes have not seen nor ear heard neither has it entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who trust in him. In our text in John chapter 2 The the wine ran out during a wedding. And for in the Jewish tradition, that was very embarrassing. But the mother of Mary, the mother of Jesus, Mary intervened and told the people, the ushers responsible, the servants, whatever he tells you to do, whatever he tells you to do, before I say anything, let me pray. And I pray for you that you will not run out of anything that will embarrass you this year. In the name of Jesus. May you not run out of money to where you will go to beg this year in the name of Jesus. May you not be in a position where your nakedness will be seen in the name of Jesus. May God stand by you and cover your shame. May God raise up a helper for you like Mary. Somebody that will show you what to do in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Clap unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And this year, I pray also that whatever you run out, God will give you the grace to obey the instruction, so that that thing will be, will, be, will be done for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. See, the wine that Jesus produced was better than the wine that they had before. Because of obedience, they got a better portion. And this year, I pray for you that your life will be better. Amen. Everything will be better. Amen. That you will go from good to be- better and better to best. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May everything about you be better this year. Better health. Better health. You better answer amen. Better health. May your knees be strong. May your back be strong. May every, may your mind be clear. May you be better than you've ever been. May you think better than you've ever thought. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah, clap unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 says, If you are willing and obedient, you will you shall eat the good of the land. I pray that this year you will be willing Amen. and be obedient Amen. in the name of Jesus. In Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 to 11, it says... You have robbed me, and these people say, Wherein have we robbed you? In your tithes and offerings. He said, Bring the tithes into the storehouse and let and so that there will be meat in my house. And trust me now in this: if I will not open the windows of heaven and show you a blessing that a blessing that you cannot contain. That is an instruction. That is an instruction. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. And then in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to the end to 34, it says, Don't worry. Don't worry. ...about anything. To worry is to disobey God. Did you hear me? This year you will not worry. My mother used to worry. And I think all of us packed it. Oh, Auntie Reggie could worry before. And you know, we are so close. We, we are almost like twins that were born four year, three years apart... And once she begins to worry, it affects me. I used to worry. I used to, oh, I could declare a whole week to worry about what I didn't have. Who knows what I'm talking about? But once I realized that worry does not help, it kills. I decided I'm not going to worry. I don't worry about anything anymore. I don't worry. I just jump. If I can't solve it, I jump. The one that God cannot, will do, let him. The one I can't do, I don't worry myself about it. This year, I pray for you that God will deliver you from worry. In the name of Jesus, you will not worry about clothes. You will not worry about food. You will not worry about what you don't have. You will be grateful every day in Jesus' name. I'm going to share a story Mama Ken shared with Mama Ken. is my friend. She's the mama that takes care of me in my room. She told me a story. She's the mama that I said, what is mama's name? Say go, dear. Say go, dear. Even if you abuse mama, she'll say, go day, mama. say go, dear. No matter what, say go, dear. I told you her story, isn't it? There is nothing. If they told her her son is dead. Of course, it shocks her. And she said, to, say go, dear. She, tears will be in her eyes. She'll be saying, say go, dear. Say go, dear. And I told you how in a piece of land one year, she farmed and she got 32 bags. And then the next year, the same farm with less fertilizer, she got 52, 54 bags. This year, she just told me this one last night. There was no rain. Just as the crops were coming up, everything stopped, the rain stopped. So the maize just grew halfway. People will go to the farm and look at it, and it looked like five bags couldn't come out of that field because everything, it just looked like grass. And that's what has happened this year. The the thing, nothing, it just looked impossible. So, this year, it was like, should they even go to the farm to harvest anything or not? They just said, well, since they had... And this year, she, put, she said she put 30 bags of fertilizer on that farm. So, going by God's blessings upon her, this year, she should have gotten like 100 bags, based on from 34 to 50... From 34 or 32 to 54... It should have been like 70 or 80 bucks or so. So this year, after all that fertilizer, they go and the place is like grass. Now remember that no matter what happened to this woman, I know her, she lives with me. Say go, dear. Say go, no matter what, Mama Ken will tell you, say go, dear. So they go, like I said, they, should they go and harvest it or not even going to harvest it? And they decide, well, let's just go and see. The son went and looked the first day. It was like one day he just decided to go and go around. He said, Let us go. Whatever God gives us, we'll take. They began to harvest, it, remove the corn. He filled a, 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 a vehicle. They went and bombarded the thing. They went to shell it. Can you guess how many bags came from what looked like nothing was going to come? 22 bags. I am saying, worrying has ne- it no help anybody. It has never helped. However, gratitude will do you magic. Yeah. Clap unto the Lord. Gratitude will do you magic. <laughs> mama I can stand up so that they will be wondering, where is that mama? Mama can I can't... today she will cheat. Cheese... Oh, come. Come, come. Come, come. come. She used to be one of our widows though. So we used to think she was an old woman until Mama Ken came to my house. Come and see Mama Ken. So, I didn't know I was going to call her. She's showing me the video of the con so that you don't think she's lying. Can you show them the video? Mama Ken, say, everybody say. Yes. That is how she does it. Can you see the corn? Yes. This is Mama Ken. Look at that. Can you imagine that she was, she was one of our widows sitting there? Look at her now. Clap onto the Lord. Say good. That's what she just said. Clap unto the Lord. God is good. The Bible says he raises us from the the hardship and sets us amongst princes. Amen. I came to say that God says don't worry. It's an instruction. Rather do what? Give thanks. Look at that thing and say thank you, Lord. Look at that situation and say thank you, Lord. Look, the Bible says in all things and for everything, give thanks. Amen? And he says to give your tithe. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord in Luke chapter 6 verse 46 and do not do my will? So I want to say that there are great rewards awaiting you. Paul was not disobedient to the heavenly call and God made him the greatest apostle. One of the greatest apostles. Moses however disobeyed God, not willingly but he did not enter the promised land. So obedience is so principal and critical that we must all practice it. I pray this year. That you will not be disobedient to God. May nothing hinder you from entering your promised land. In the name of Jesus. May nothing stop you from entering your destiny. And that thing God put you on earth to do in the name of Jesus. As you obey God, may you get into that promised land. In the mighty name of Jesus. So you see, half obedience, put that up. Half obedience is disobedience. 99% 99% disobedience is 1 99% obedience is 100% disobedience. So if your tithe is supposed to be 1000 naira and you say you know father I need just 50 naira I will return next week that is 99% obedience. When the arithmetic equal to 100% disobedience. God says go to Lagos. I say father you know that uh, uh, Otter, it's not too far away from Lagos now. Let me just, at least I moved. Equal to disobedience. Almost doesn't count. Almost doesn't count. Did you hear me? I almost obey equals to, equal to I did not obey. Late obedience equal to disobedience. Reluctant obedience equal to disobedient Disobedience. Now let me tell you something about late and reluctant Obedience. If God tells you to give somebody money today, you don't give them, what if the person dies? What if as a result of your disobedience a mishap happened to somebody? Somebody comes and says, Please loan me your car, let me run to Joss and come back. You say, you know, uh, I I need to go somewhere in the evening and all somewhere you can go within town, you can call a boat. You say, But I can't, and then I can't give you the car, and then he's on his way and he has an accident and dies. What have you achieved? In other words, when God says something, do it. Don't half do it. Don't reluctantly do it. Don't do it late. Don't do it in the proportion, less than the proportion he asks you to do so that this year, good will come to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I close this evening, morning. this morning, <laughs> you can tell, <laughs> we need to be dedicated and quick in our obedience to God. Do it joyfully. Do it tirelessly. Do it with thanksgiving in your mouth. We must be obedient to God in loving him with all our heart, all our souls, and all our might. We must do what, in obeying God, we must do whatever he tells us to do. We must be obedient in fellowship with him. We must be obedient in reading our Bible, in praying, in worship. We must be obedient in our tithes, offerings, and first fruit offering. We must be obedient in evangelism. We must be obedient in coming to church. These are all things that are already stated in the Bible. We must be obedient in not forsaking the assembling of one another together. Listen to me, church. The Bible says anybody who loves the world has decided to make himself an enemy of God. So this year, you must make a decision. I will cut my ties with the world, from the world, and be where God wants me to be. Somebody say amen. Amen. Yeah, clap onto the Lord. Don't be afraid. (laughs) Hallelujah. We must be obedient. In denying ourselves daily and following him. We must be obedient in walking in love and walking in the spirit. We must be obedient to do the word. Obey your God by loving your wife and submit to your husband and love your children. Don't provoke your children. And children, be obedient to your parents. Be obedient to God. Amen? Amen? We must be obedient in pursuing righteousness, peace and joy. We must be obedient in living ready because the trumpet can sound any time. Finally, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then, you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. This year, I pray for you that the book of the law will stay in your heart and that you will have good success, that you will prosper. That those promises will come to pass Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's clap to the Lord, all of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I live for Jesus Day after day I live for Jesus Let come what may The Holy Spirit I will obey I will obey I live for Jesus Day after day, I'll live for Jesus. Day after day, I'll live for Jesus. Let come what may, the Holy Spirit. Jesus told a parable. He said there were two sons. God said, the master said to them, the father said, do this. And the one said, I will do it. But didn't do it. And then he went to the other one. The other one says, I won't do it. But later on did it. He said, who did the will of God? The one who said, I won't do it. But then did it. I want to encourage you today. some of you You need to go and obey God in a disobedience you have disobeyed before. It's better than disobeying him forever. It is late, but at least it's better to make amends, isn't it? Some of you, you were supposed to say you're sorry. You were supposed to do something. Some of you need to restitute something, something you stole or took or spoiled. You need to go back and say, I'm sorry, I did this. And unlock your your blessings. Unlock your breakthroughs. Amen this year you will walk in obedience and these things will follow you. Whatever you are looking for will follow you in the name of Jesus. There is somebody here, you need to forgive your sister. Forgive her. Somebody needs to forgive their brother, their mother, their boss. Somebody needs to forgive a man that took advantage of you. May God, actually God has given, receive the grace to do what is right in the name of Jesus
0: thank you for listening to this message you will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard you can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God it's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer Jesus I thank you for dying for me Jesus coming to my heart today and be my lord and savior i declare right now that i am born again in jesus name amen congratulations if you just said that prayer it is important that you join a bible believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing christ we would love to have you visit our church in abuja nigeria for more information about this ministry you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org god bless you family worship center we care